Good morning, beautiful. Um, happy anniversary. You should be getting this on our, our one year. Um, I love you. And I wanted to make a couple podcast episodes um, just dedicated to you. And uh, I know that sometimes we can't always be together. And, you know, I can't always call or, you know, just be with you. So I wanted to record a couple episodes just in case if you ever like miss my voice or just miss my company and i just wanted to to make these for you for those scenarios um today i wanted to go over and and read your osho quotes that you shared with me on uh your notes app so Hopefully it isn't too loud in the background. And I also picked the loudest chair to fucking sit in. So that's my bad. But yeah, um, we'll go ahead and get started. <sighs> yeah, this chair is loud as shit. But okay, we'll get started with the last time you updated updated it was 10:42 p.m. on May 16th. When people come to me and ask how to meditate, I tell them there's no need to ask how to meditate. Just ask how to remain unoccupied. Meditation somehow or happens spontaneously. Just ask how to remain unoccupied. That's all. That's the whole trick of meditation, how to remain unoccupied. <clears throat> Her voice gave out. Then you cannot do anything. The meditation will flower. When you're not doing anything, the energy moves towards the center. It settles towards the center. When you are doing something, the energy moves out. Doing is a way of moving out. Non-doing is a way of moving in. Occupation is an escape. You can read the Bible. You can make it an occupation. There is no difference between religious occupation and secular occupation. All occupations are occupations and they all help you to cling outside your being. They are excuses to remain outside. Man is ignorant and blind. Oh, I guess um I should comment on these before I move on to the next the next quote. I think that first quote was from the course in meditation book that you gave me. It sounds like something that would be at the beginning of it. So yeah, I think I think that's a good quote. I think these are all probably going to be pretty good quotes. Some of them I might have comments on, some of them I might not. Man is ignorant and blind, and he wants to remain ignorant and blind. Because to come inwards looks like entering a chaos. And it is so. Inside you have created a chaos. You have to encounter it and go through it. Courage is needed. Courage to be oneself and courage to move inwards. I have not come across a greater courage than that. The courage to be meditative. Yeah, I think... You know, it does take a lot of... It does take a lot of energy and effort... And bravery to really look within yourself. Even, uh... Because it's easy to just use external things... Um, to distract you from, from doing so. I could have... I probably could have framed this better... I'm looking at my little monitor that's on my phone. There's a lot of headroom. 
Jesus, I need to switch chairs after this. Life needs both thorns and roses, days and nights. Happiness, unhappiness, birth, death. Be a witness to it all, and you will know something that is beyond birth, beyond death. Something that is beyond darkness and beyond light. Something that is beyond happiness, beyond unhappiness. Buddha has called it peace, nirvana. I think that was a quote about like the, the duality of life, I feel like. Because they, they do truly need each other. And in order to experience things, you know, they have to be there. The capacity to be alone is the capacity to love. It may look paradoxical to you, but it's not. It is an existential truth. Only those people who are capable of being alone are capable of love, of sharing, of going into the deepest core of another person, without possessing the other, without becoming dependent on each other, <clears throat> without reducing the other to a thing, and without becoming addicted to each other. They allow the absolute freedom because they know that if the other leaves, they will be as happy as they are now. Their happiness cannot be taken by the other because it is not given by the other. I think this is a, a commentary on codependency, or I guess um, the lack of codependency. Like uh, being happy shouldn't come from someone else. Um, you know, being attached is, is okay because the need, the, the ego needs to be attached to something in order for it to be an ego attached to like things that make it identify as yourself. Yeah. We are given only one moment at a time. So to live rightly, one needs to know how to live rightly in the moment. One need not worry about the whole life. If you can take care of the present moment, you have taken care of your whole life. Then everything will fall into line by itself. I think that quote um, means that, like, if you, you know, the only thing that's real is the present moment. And when you focus on the present moment, everything else will fall in line how it's supposed to. Hmm. That's a good one. I like that one. Society cannot tolerate individuality because individuality will not follow like a sheep. The sheep are always in the crowd because it feels more protected, secure. Only lions move alone. And every one of you is born a lion. But the society goes on conditioning you, programming programming your mind to be a sheep. Mm, I think there's a commentary on how um, maybe like how uh, manipulative people are. There's that other quote, people are dumb, a person is smart. Or maybe it's the other way around. A person is smart, people are dumb. I think... Um, there's also like uh, something to be said about people who um, only you want to stand out or they seek to be uh, to stand out from a crowd. And there's um, 
when there's a lot of people that are like that, if everyone's trying to be, if everyone's trying to stand out, then wouldn't they be like everyone else? I guess that would be, you know, the irony in that. Hopefully, um, the feedback isn't too loud. I hear a little bit in the, the headphones. The only thing that matters in life is your own opinion of yourself, your own respect for yourself. No one can destroy your dignity then because it is not dependent on anybody's vision, anybody's opinion. Come out and open even if it goes against the whole world. Enjoy your original being. To me, that's what rebellion is. That's what religion is. Yeah, I guess that goes back to self-love and realizing that you know, the only person you'll ever be is you. You're stuck with you for the rest of your life. So you're the most important person to yourself. I think that's what that quote um, is commenting on. Become individuals. That's the first thing. The second thing is, don't expect perfection and don't ask and don't demand. Love ordinary people. Nothing is wrong with ordinary people. Ordinary people are extraordinary. Each human being is so unique. Have respect for that uniqueness. Third, give and give without any condition. Then you will know what love is. Oh, I recognize this quote. I cannot define it. I can show you the path to grow it. I can show you how to put it in a rose bush, how to water it, how to give fertilizers to it, and how to protect it. Then one day, out of the blue, comes the rose, and your home is full of fragrance. That's how love happens. You wrote that on a note card and gave it to me. And then I also used that quote, the latter half of that quote, to intro the the last video I made you, where... I used the interstellar scene as the as an intro video. So that's a that's a good quote. It's a good uh, tutorial on how to how to love. Learn the art of celebrating yourself for no reason, no cause, just to be enough, more than enough. To be part of the whole is such a great metamorphosis that you cannot resist. You have to dance, you have to sing, you have to express your joy, your blissfulness. I think that's um, it's a good message. It's a good message to just celebrate you being you and you doing really anything. Because if you think about it, there's a lot of things that aren't being and aren't doing things. So it's good to celebrate for no reason. Balance is not something that can be cultivated by you. Balance is something that comes out of the experience of all dimensions of life. Meditation is the beginning, the seed. Ecstasy is the flower. I think I just read two quotes um, in sequence of each other that are separate. Okay, so the first one, balance is not something that can be cultivated by you. Balance is something that comes out of the experience of all the dimensions of life. Hmm. That one's interesting. I guess it's, um, the message is that balance isn't something that you can 
you know, force or try to try to create. I guess you can create balance, but it's not really like you're creating something. It's more like you're manipulating things to to be balanced. I guess it's saying that you know, balance is a just a consequence of you know existing. Meditation is the beginning, the seed. Ecstasy is the flower. And by meditation, I mean not looking through the mind. It is the mind that cuts you away from the world. But looking through the heart, it is the heart that joins you with the world. It is the heart that has the courage to melt and merge with the whole. The mind is a coward. The heart is really courageous. Hmm. Yeah, I think uh, the message there is that, you know, the mind is a... is a producer of, of thoughts and, you know, the heart is the, the producer of love and love is, love is courageous and thoughts are rational and in a way courage isn't rational. Hmm. That's a good quote. Meditation is fire. It is fire. It burns your thoughts, your desires, your memories. It burns the past and the future. It burns your mind and the ego. It takes away all that you think you are. It is a death and a rebirth, a crucifixion and a resurrection. You are born anew. You lose your old identity totally, and you attain a new vision, vision of yourself, a vision of life. Hmm. I guess that's uh, how uh, Osho would describe meditation. It's like a, it's just being a, it's like a not being you. It's like real, like looking at everything that has happened that, that you've experienced and just letting it go. Life is a pilgrimage to nowhere, from nowhere to nowhere. And between those nowheres is a now here. Now here consists of two words, now, here. Between these two nowheres is a now here. Between two nowheres is a now here. I'll be honest, I didn't really get that quote. But I'm guessing it's a another commentary on living in the moment. You texted me, so I will quickly get back to that. Oh, shoot. Okay, where was I at? Once you start living the life of truth, authenticity of your original face, all troubles by and by disappear because your inner conflict drops and you are no longer divided. Your voice has a unity then. Your whole being becomes an orchestra. I think um, I think that what it's saying is that when you're being your true self, when you let go of all the extra things and you just be you um, things just fall into place you know your existence becomes much more clear oh there's a there's a long one. Oh wow The humanoid is one who cannot will for himself. Oh, shoot. You texted me again. Let me reply real quick. 
And we're back. I just had to reply to you. My bad. The humanoid is one who cannot will for himself, who is always looking for authorities, who always needs somebody else to tell him what to do. You are born to see the truth. You are capable. Each child is able to communicate with existence, to will, but we hinder him. Parents don't allow the children to will. Then there are teachers, and those teachers are employed by the parents and the society. They are in service of the past. The whole educational system serves the past. It does not serve you. Remember it. From the kindergarten to the college. All the teachers and professors are in the service of the past. They are there to maintain the past. They are not for you. They are not to help you. They are to condition you. And then the priests and politicians, they are all trying to condition you. No one wants you to be a free man. Everybody wants you to be a slave. Because the more you are a slave, the more easily you can be exploited. And if you follow up the leaders and the priests and the pedagogues, then you have been promised all kinds of carrots. You have been promised all kinds of rewards, here and hereafter too. And now this person will remain a tyrant-needing, tyrant-seeking humanoid for the remainder of his life. This, But this cannot be imposed on you. You will, be, you will have to be courageous enough to drop this conditioning. Great guts will be needed. Once you start dropping your conditions, you will become aware of your wings, and those wings can take you to the ultimate reality. The flight of alone to alone, but there you can go only as an innocent being, unconditioned, utterly dis, disidentified from the past, and that will, that will be the first act of freedom in your life. The first step is half the journey. The other half is very easy. It comes of its own accord. Wow. I think, I think that one was more about how, you know, in society you're indoctrinated to feel certain things, to think a certain way, and you're never truly free until you make the choice to resist those things. And those things that you're taught are taught not in a place of love, but no a place of wanting to exploit you, and a place of selfishness. Hmm. Yeah. I think, yeah, I think that's what that would be a commentary of. That was a long quote. Live in joy. Live in your own innermost nature with absolute acceptance of whosoever you are. Don't try to manipulate yourself according to others' ideas. Just be yourself. Your authentic nature and bliss is bound to arise. It wells up within you. Live in joy and love. One who lives in joy naturally lives in love. Love is the, the fragrance of the flower of joy. Hmm. I think... Um, that one to me... Means... Yeah, to me that one is uh, is about self-acceptance. No, not self-acceptance. More like self-expression. Um, and in a way, self-expression in terms of expressing your love. 
And you express love by living in joy. And I think that's what the, the quote is about. Life is more beautiful with a little madness in it. So never be absolutely wise. A little foolishness gives salt to wisdom. A little foolishness gives humor, humbleness. A really wise person is also a fool. A really wise person is also fucking boring if they, uh, if they uh, don't have that foolishness within them. That's what I've learned um, when you talk to uh, those know-it-all kids at school. But I, I really like that quote. I really resonate with it because I'm, uh, sometimes I'm, this is just me um, giving an excuse to be dumb. Yeah, it's like a, you have to be dumb to have fun. It's not just like a consequence of uh, existing. Never think that you have an original mind. No mind can be an original. All minds are old, repetitive. That's why minds always like repetition. And is always against the new, because the mind has created the society. The society is always against the new. The mind has created the state, the civilization, the morality. They are all against the new. Whatsoever is created by the mind will always be against the new. You cannot find anything more orthodox than the mind. Yeah, I'd say that's true. I think I think about it sometimes and, you know, every thought I've had isn't an original thought. It's just uh, many people have probably thought the same things I have. But to me, to me, they're new. And that's what makes them special to me. Because I get to experience it. This is the last quote. The moment you know, you destroy all poetry. The moment you know, and think that you know, you have created a barrier between yourself and that which is. Then everything is distorted. Then you don't hear with your ears, you translate. Then you don't see with your eyes, you interpret. Then you don't experience with your heart, you think that you experience. Then all possibility of meeting with existence and immediacy and intimacy is lost. You have fallen apart. This is the original sin. And this is the whole story. The biblical story of Adam and Eve eating the fruit of the tree of knowledge. Once they have eaten the fruit of knowledge, they are driven out of paradise. Not that somebody drove them out. Not that God ordered them to get out of paradise. They themselves fell. Knowing they were no more innocent. Knowing they were separate from existence. Knowing there were egos, knowing created such a barrier, an iron barrier, you ask me. What is innocence? Vomit knowledge. The fruit of the tree of knowledge has to be vomited. And that's what meditation is all about. Throw it out of your system. It's a poison, pure poison. Live without knowledge, knowing that. I don't know. Function out of this state of not knowing, and you will know what beauty is. I think that one was talking about how you know the unknown ignorance if you will is sometimes blissful and if you knew everything nothing would be worth doing I guess I think uh, it also at the beginning it talks about having an open mind because saying that you know something destroys your curiosity to figure out more about it. But yeah, I think um I think that was a good first episode. Hopefully hopefully uh I'm filming like a bunch more today. So 
I'm probably going to switch chairs, but hopefully you, you enjoyed the Osho quotes. I'll probably, I'll probably read, um, this book. I'll probably read maybe a chapter or two, or maybe just, I don't know. I'll, I'll go with the flow, but, um, I hope you enjoyed it, baby. Um, I love you very much and I will switch chairs so you don't have to listen to my loud ass chair. Thank you.